Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined by Wesley Wildman, and today we have in studio with us a special guest, Pastor Joseph Parker. Mm-hmm. We are so glad to have you here, Pastor Joseph. Good to be with you all yeah. today. You have a um, a radio program here on AFR. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and where we can where, when we can listen to it? Okay. Well, it's the hour of intercession uh, on the uh, radio uh, AFR radio network and. Uh, it's at a time where some folks are up, but lots of folks are asleep, actually. <laughs> 3 to 4 a.m. Monday through Friday. Yeah. So uh, if you happen to not be awake at that time, you can catch the podcast, right. typically, though. But one of the goals of the broadcast is to help believers to become prayer warriors. Mm. And one of the great things about the program is that prayer relates to everything, everybody, and every topic. So I can have most any believer that wants to come on and has a testimony to share. Right, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we've been on your show before. You've been kind enough to, to let us talk on your show before. And I've I got to say, like, I really enjoyed the experience. It is, as far as shows go on the AFR, it's very unique. I feel like I'm in a place of kind of rest a little bit. And yes. like, there, there mm-hmm. is a very prayerful show. Mm-hmm. And it's a blessing to me to be on the show and to listen to it as well. So we're glad to have you on, yeah. And Pastor okay. Joseph didn't know we were going to do this, uh, but I want to read a um, compliment to his program because yeah. while he joked and most people are asleep, <laughs> occasionally you'll find someone that's driving in for an early, is coming off a shift mm-hmm. or going in for an early shift. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. says, thank you for the hour of intercessor, intercession, pra- uh, Pastor Joseph Parker's prayers, guests, and reading God's word. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to read that these people, uh, this person is from Richmond, Virginia, and they were driving in between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. for their yeah. for their job. So <laughs> they were listening, and you ministered to them. And, of course, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, too, ch- uh, check out the download of the podcast because that's where someone like me who's not up at that time mm-hmm. can be ministered to, and it's a good program. And like you said, it's totally unique. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's what AFR and AFA tries to do. We've got different areas of ministry, and we try to make sure that we're balanced mm-hmm. and that we have – um, uh, effective in all areas. So we have programs throughout the day that are Bible teaching. We have some that are uh, look at biblical uh, perspective on the cultural issues. We have some that are geared more toward politics mm-hmm. with the lens of Scripture. And then Pastor Joseph's program with a heavy emphasis on prayer. So um, go check that out. Yeah, well, And I think, too, it's, it's really fitting that the Hour of Intercession uh, show is early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, for in my own personal life, when I was uh, a newly converted Christian, um, I, w- I had all the time in the world. I was a teenager, and oh my goodness, all the time I had that I mm-hmm. wasted as well. But I did use some time wisely, and a lot of that was waking up early and spending time in the Word and in prayer. And that was some of the, the most spiritually uh, beneficial times of my life. And, and also when I think about prayer in the Bible, I think about the example of Jesus and how oftentimes I imagine like the, the disciples would kind of stir, you know, at one o'clock in the morning, look over at the campfire and see Jesus there praying. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that, that image is in my mind constantly when I read the scriptures and it says, and he went away by himself and prayed for this long period of time. Um, there's something about starting your morning, starting your mindset of a day in prayer with fellowship uh, with God that really reframes your whole day, I mm-hmm. think. You know, something that comes to mind as it relates to what you just mentioned, of course, Jesus is our greatest example 
uh, as it relates to everything mm-hmm. in the Christian life. And, you know, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it just, it, it's, it's a uh, scripture that speaks to what you just talked about, his prayer life. It says, now in the morning, mm-hmm. having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a, it's a wonderful picture of who Christ was and is. But at the same time, something that is helpful to me is that clearly like Jesus had seasons where he went off did nothing but pray obviously but in the truest sense of the word Jesus's whole life was a prayer mm. and you know like I think of this like for example if you'd ask well give a definition of prayer well you can give probably a million definitions of prayer right. but one of those definition definitions is an intimate walk with God mm-hmm. certainly prayer is talking to God but it's also listening to God and uh, you know, we, we, of course, obviously we, we, we read scripture and spend a good bit of time with scripture, you know, on the broad, on the broadcast, the hour of intercession. Mm-hmm. And if someone was to say, well, I thought your broadcast was about prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of a silly thing, silly question in mm-hmm. a sense, because mm-hmm. time in the word of God is a form of prayer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's prayer heavy on the listening, right? You know, you're listening to God speak to you. And so when you're reading and meditating on scripture, that's a form of prayer. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, that's one good way to develop your prayer life, spending a lot of time reading and meditating on the Word of God, mm-hmm. too. But it's critical for us to understand God calls all of us to be a people given to prayer. Um, Matthew 21, verse 13, it says, And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. Mm-hmm. And that scripture is huge insofar as what is God saying. He's saying to us in that because this really speaks to every denomination, every church group in a lot of ways. What do, what do we spend most of our time doing in our church, local church, denominationally too? But clearly, God calls us to make prayer a high, high priority. Mm-hmm. Amen. And one of the reasons being, and I think it's found in, in this regard, prayer and the Holy Spirit are extremely closely connected. Uh, prayer is kind of like, as we give ourselves to prayer, it's like, swimming in the river of the Holy Spirit. A prayer helps us to line up with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is also the kingdom of God. Mm. And so the more we pray, the more we tune into what God wants. And, you know, as one preacher put it, he said, when we, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. Mm. Prayer, uh, basically, just uh, for example, in John chapter 2, it's a wonderful story that illustrates beautifully Uh, an important truth about prayer and it doesn't mention prayer but it's about prayer for example in John chapter 2 very basically real quick I'm going to read it Mm -hmm. John chapter 2 starting at verse 1 on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee the mother of Jesus was there now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding and when they ran out of wine the mother of Jesus said to him they have no wine Jesus said to her woman what does your concern have to do with me my hour has not yet come his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast has tasted the water that was made wine, he did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. Verses 1 through 10, John chapter 2. Now again, this story doesn't mention prayer, 
but it's a tremendous lesson on prayer in this sense. Jesus and his disciples are specifically, it points out, they were invited to the wedding. Now Jesus' mother's there, his mother's there, but it doesn't say she was invited. And I'm not saying she wasn't invited, but it specifically points out Jesus and his disciples were invited. Probably the groom invited them. Well, prayer is basically us inviting Jesus into the events, the challenges, and the concerns of our lives. And if we're wise, we'll invite him to everything. Mm -hmm. But sadly, for many believers, if we don't pray, basically we're saying, Jesus, you're not invited. Mm -hmm. I'm going to handle this myself. But when we do pray, we're inviting him into whatever we're praying about. So if you pray about all the areas of your life, then we're inviting Jesus in. And the beauty is this. We're to be pursuing what God wants. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times in life we make, as believers can make the mistake of thinking, well, God, I've made my plans. I want you to bless them. Yes. (laughs) But the reality is Mm -hmm. God calls us to carry out his plans, Mm -hmm. his dreams, his goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, When the apostle Paul, when he first got saved, his first question was, Lord, who are you? But then his second question right after he got saved was a powerful question and it was a prayer. Lord, what do you want me to do? That is what the Christian life is consist of. Lord, what do you want me to do? Okay, let me ask you a question about that. Now, we're going to jump right into the difficult one. We got the easy ones. We'll get to the easy ones. But <laughs> when I'm listening to you talk about prayer, mm-hmm. uh, my first question would be, then how do we distinguish when we talk about listening? How do we distinguish between what when the Lord's speaking to us and when it's ourselves speaking to us or um, the enemy? Uh, well, you know, that it's a great question, a very helpful question, and I think it's important for us to understand that in our Christian life, amongst other things, we always have to approach it with a great word is humility. Mm-hmm. One of knowing that we are desperately wanting God's heart and his will, and so we're to be continually seeking it. Well, uh, the Spirit of God speaks to every believer every day. Mm-hmm. However, he's not the only one that speaks to us. Right. We hear lots of other voices, too. Sure. And so one is one of the reasons why we must be diligent students of Scripture is because the Word of God is the will of God. Amen. If you want to know what God's Word is, you just read the Word of God. And so uh, God's Word lays out very specifically. So like if somebody is wondering whether or not they should shoplift at Walmart, well, the Bible says thou shalt not steal. You know, <laughs> that's wrong. You can know the will of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet there are times where sometimes the Bible may not be as specific as we want it to be in a given area of our life. Typically, the Bible doesn't say, Thou, John Jones, shall marry Susie Q, move to Cincinnati, and become an engineer. That's a difficult part, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But as we grow, we learn to listen to what the Spirit of God tells us. And again, it's to always line up with the will of God. Amen. And so God speaks to us clearly through His Word. He speaks to us primarily by His Word, but He speaks to us by His Spirit as well. We need to be willing to listen, but also God speaks to us often through people. Sometimes he speaks through circumstances. But if we diligently let God know, God, I'm, I'm longing for your will. Help me to make it clear what you want me to do. God knows how to speak to us in such a way that we'll hear. And it's, it was that very method in which I, which the Lord gave me my spouse, Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I began to pray Proverbs 31 and a wife and for the Lord to help me see those characteristics and the woman I needed to marry. So that would the scripture in and of itself and, and through prayer led me to my wife, Chelsea. Yeah. Because uh, she, uh, she um, made, uh, she fit the characteristics of a Proverbs 31 wife. Hmm. So, um, I, and that was my, um, 
my check to or my check in my spirit that that was um who i was supposed to marry because up to that i dated the women i dated did not meet yeah. proverbs 31 life <laughs> mm-hmm. and so um so using the scripture is a as a means of filtering mm-hmm. if you have a question mark about is this the lord speaking to me or not using the scriptures yeah. mm-hmm. well and I, when i think about prayer too and in the context of you know this one of the so-called discipline uh, spiritual disciplines or the means of grace, the means by which we receive the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I have, have this, this kind of this um, idea of prayer as like, it's, it's almost like it's engaging your mind. It's engaging. If you're, if you're being verbal, it's engaging your body even and, and bringing you in line with what the word of God says. So in, in your mind, when, when you pray, when you're, when you're speaking to God and you, even from, if it's, even if you're not praying specifically scriptures, but you're praying from where you are right now and you're being honest about who you are and who God is, and you're praying in line with that, your mind and your, your, your whole self kind of become aligned to the truths of God and the truths that are found in scripture. So um, prayer is, is, that, is that way of kind of retuning or attuning to um, God's will. Right. And you know, Wesley just alluded to, like for example, scripture and being in the in the will of uh, being the will of God. Um, you know, and there's another uh, passage that says, "Be not un- unequally yoked with unbelievers." Mm-hmm. Amongst other things, that is God telling us a believer should marry another believer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if a person's wondering, well, should I should I not marry this person? Well, if they're not saved, well, again, there's your answer. Sure. You know. Uh, now, I, I would say this that like God always tells us his goal is he loves us so much he wants the best for us Mm. you know when you're saved god is your heavenly father Mm. when you're not saved the devil is a person's Mm. spiritual father now that may not be a popular thing to tell somebody that but that's just Mm. the reality of Mm -hmm. it well when an unsaved person marries uh, a saved person that saved person makes the devil their spiritual father-in-law (laughs) that's a problem (laughs) because he has access to their house Mm. and their marriage Mm. So see, God in his love is, is looking out for us. He mm-hmm. wants the best for us. So marriage has plenty of challenges between two believers, mm-hmm. much less someone whose spiritual father is God and the other one whose spiritual father is the devil. Mm-hmm. So God is looking out for our best. The best thing in the world for us is the will of God. Yeah. And the most fulfilling thing in the world for us is the will of God yeah. as well. And, well and, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I love that you said, you brought up that we can know the will of God. It's not something that's secret or hidden. It's explicit um, in the Bible and in, in the scriptures. And if you are in the scriptures, then the Holy Spirit's voice in you as well uh, will will tell you the will of God. And um, and I know, like in theory, sometimes it's it's it seems impossible when you're going through something and you want to take the right step. But really, it's pretty simple. Just walk in obedience to what is explicit. And, and spend time there and, and make sure that you, you're well acquainted with the, the word of God um, right. as well as prayer. Yeah. Right. You know, reading scripture helps the volume of the Holy Spirit's voice to get louder mm-hmm. and louder and mm-hmm. clearer to us. When a believer rarely reads the Bible, mm-hmm. then it's harder for them to hear the Holy Spirit speak to. Now, he does speak. You know, the Holy Spirit speaks to every believer daily. In fact, the Holy Spirit speaks to unbelievers often, too. Mm-hmm. But the reality especially speaks to believers. But for us to hear him louder and clear, time in the Word of God is a critical part of helping make yeah. that happen too. Hey, just this is on the topic of prayer, but going, I'm thinking about my child. Okay, so I'm thinking about Bennett and how we've taught him to pray over the mm-hmm. last. He's four yeah. now, 
So we've been teaching them how to pray, how to pray. And one of the things that was interesting at an early age, at his preschool, they were doing prayer time, and they would do God our Father. Mm-hmm. So God our Father, God our Father, and then once again, and then at the end, they typically mm-hmm. would say, "Will you? Uh, we shall ask a blessing, right, over the food, over the snacks, mm-hmm. right." Well, because he had learned that, and because it had a rhythm, mm-hmm. that we begin to use that as a prayer, and then we would insert at the end mm-hmm. whatever it was we were praying about at the time. So. Will you bless mama? Will you bless mom? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. so don't think that we have to wait until they're seven, eight, oh, nine, absolutely. ten, twelve yeah. to teach them how to pray your, your children to pray because uh, just as simple as that was, uh, mm. where we uh, changed the um, the ending to a, what would have been a blessing for the meal mm-hmm. to bless someone else, and so yeah. from that, from from four now, that's the way he, he now. I'm trying to grow from there and mm. teach him uh, other methods and ways of praying, but. Even at two years old, he was praying. I, I had him, he prayed over our neighbor doing mm. that same prayer. I asked okay. him, because they, they were going through a difficult time, a uh, surgery of some kind. And I said, Bennett, do you want to pray over our neighbor too? And he sang the prayer mm. over the guy and prayed that, and inserted the oh, guy's man. name. So, mm-hmm. But okay, so we've got a couple, about eight or 10 minutes left. I want to get to mm. some, um, I think testimonies are so important. Yes. Um, and so I want to give, I have one testimony. Y'all can think of one in the meantime, but I'll share my testimony of how prayer made a difference in my life. And I, there was there's moments in my in my Christianity where I, I can think of 10, 15, or 20, and other times I can only think of one or two, but that's because we need to do, I need to do a better job of writing them down. Yeah, that's me. Writing yeah. them down. But I, the one, the first one that comes to mind, so Bennett uh, was about two or three at this time. Again, another story of my son learning how to pray and learning the importance of prayer. He, uh, I was helping my brother. He was... Uh, uh, making some changes in his in his house, and he was uh, what do they call it? Demolating or demolition? Demolition. Yeah, yeah they were tearing things up and mm-hmm. taking things out. Mm-hmm. And I was breaking down a concrete uh, wall mm-hmm. with tile, mm-hmm. and I had one of those big sledgehammers. Okay, mm-hmm. and okay. I'm beating it. And it's fun. <laughs> we're having a good time. We're laughing about it, and we're getting work done. <laughs> and uh, got it's been a long day. Mm-hmm. Been working for two or three hours, sweating hot. And then all of a sudden, I got uh, it slipped out of my hand, and I literally threw a sledgehammer on my foot. And it was, I mean, and I was the only one in the room, and I just bit my tongue, and it was all I could do not to scream. My face turned red. I mean, I was in all kind of pain. I had to sit down, and I just couldn't take any, I couldn't do any more. I was, I limped out. Yeah. It was awful. And I, I, I felt like I had cracked or fractured my foot. And within minutes, within minutes, it was swollen out of my, I mean, couldn't even put my shoe on. It was really bad shape. And I went ahead and drove home. Well, I put it up. Um, I've, I've sustained some injuries before playing sports. So yeah. I put my foot up and put ice on it and went through that process. A couple hours later, my family comes home. Bennett walks in and he's like, what's going on, Dad? You know, he's concerned about me, worried about me. And literally, the, I told him what happened and everything. And the first thing he said, he said, Dad, have you prayed about it? <laughs> of course, no, I hadn't. And that's not, that didn't come to mind. I'm thinking ice and I'm in a lot of pain and this is no fun. Right. And those mm-hmm. moments like that for my, for, for my children remind me and help me reset of the importance of these things that we may take for granted, such as prayer, reading scriptures, uh, listening to advice mm-hmm. from godly men. And so we stopped right there, and I let him pray over, and we prayed over it. And I'm not kidding. Okay, I've shared this testimony 10 or 15 times. I'm not kidding. I have witnesses galore. Because I took my shoe off the next day. The next day, my foot was as black as 
our cell phones for those that are watching on youtube mm-hmm. uh as black as my cell phone okay black blue purple had zero swelling and zero pain in it while it had the appearance of it has been hammered on i mean i had zero pain yeah i'm talking about zero yeah and it was beyond me and the first thing i was reminded of when i woke up that morning i stepped on it and had no pain i could not walk on it the day before in fact i had planned on the next day going to the doctor Mm -hmm. to let them x-ray and see if i need a cast or anything then the very next day the first thing that came to mind is at 7 30 a.m in the morning i remember as soon as i woke up it was like Bennett prayed over my foot. I'm 100% sure God answered his prayer. Yeah. And that was the wow. <laughs> visible result yeah. of God answering a prayer. Now, <laughs> as a kid praying over a foot, I know that's kind of minor, I guess, in some people's eyes in the grand scheme of what's going on in our country and around the world and with Christians <laughs> and other countries. However, I'm telling you, that's just one of yeah a 100 examples I could give you of the mm-hmm. Lord answering a prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joseph, has, has anything like that happened to you where you've prayed something and within a day or two or maybe even mm-hmm. within a couple months, God's answered your prayer? Well, I recall as a, as a very small child um, an instance where um, it, the Vietnam War was going on at the time. My dad was in the service. Mm-hmm. He had put in to retire, but then he got orders to go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I had a friend whose dad had gone and stepped on a landmine and he was killed mm-hmm. instantly. And I, I knew lots of men died over there, so I started praying, Lord, don't let my dad have to go to Vietnam. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't know all about orders and the, the government, and the fact is they're supposed to be able to basically own you when you're in the service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a couple months after that, before he was deployed, he got a phone call from Washington, D.C., and they said, you can go ahead and retire. We've changed your orders. You can go ahead and retire. Wow. Well, see, wow. God answered that prayer. Amen. <laughs> and the beauty is we serve a God that he can answer big prayers, little prayers, and all in between as yeah. well. So That's amazing. Praise God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan, can you think of one? Well, as far, not, not maybe a specific story, but there's been a, a, a theme, I guess, sure. throughout my life of um, I get anxious about things that are sort of on the horizon. So mm-hmm. big decisions I have to make, financial decisions, you know, building a house was one of them having a child what about getting engaged getting engaged i was pretty sure so i didn't have any any anxiety (laughs) or doubts about that um (laughs) i actually was praying about that one since i was you know 17 or whatever but um uh but as far as uh the other things go i i got to the point in my life where i I would be so anxious about something coming up Mm. and then it would happen and it would turn out to be even like better yeah. that it would turn out to be mm-hmm. a blessing rather than something to be f- scared of. Sure. Mm. And so it got to the point where there was a theme in my life of prayer that was more like, I'm, 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 I'm terrified of this thing on the horizon, this big decision I have to make or whatever, but I know that you have not ever been anything but good to me. Mm. And there's no reason for me to be fe- fearful. Just mm. give me peace. Yeah. Because I had, I, I knew that no matter what, no matter what happens, I mean, God owns the, the thousands yeah. of cattle on thousands of fields. Sure. You know, like that that scripture. Like I am the child of the King who owns the universe. I don't have anything to worry about as far as a want that will go mm-hmm. unfulfilled. So, what I, my prayer has always been for peace about the thing on the horizon, rather sure. than for it to turn turn the way I want it to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because honestly, so far in my life and. Uh, even saying this, I feel like, well, may- maybe something that's coming up that's going to completely change the story. Sure. But mm-hmm. no, so far in my life, like my experience has been God is a a, a, a father who blesses his children. Amen. And, mm-hmm. it, and, and no, no child of God could say otherwise, Amen. really. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jordan, I've seen that in your life. I've known you for a, at least seven years, mm-hmm. just through working, mm-hmm. and I've seen that progression and that maturity and that growth as evidence that comes out of you over the last seven years. And that's, uh, I'll be a testimony. Uh, I'll be the testimony <laughs> of seeing mm-hmm. God work in that way in your life for sure. So, mm-hmm. great testimony. Mm-hmm. We got any more questions we need to ask Pastor Joseph before we get toward the end? Well, I think one that uh, is is pretty apt now is how can we pray for this, the situations that are happening today? Because I think uh, while this discussion uh, so far has been a nice kind of reprieve from everything that's going on, I do think that we don't need to miss out on God has given us this avenue to, to him, to his throne. And we do have a lot to pray for as a culture and as a society. So is there anything in the scriptures that talks about, um, specifically praying for your your country praying for your i mean leadership yes but um are there any examples of uh that happening where people come together and pray for their country in the scripture well in the second chronicles chapter 20 it's a powerful story of king jehoshaphat Mm -hmm. in a time of crisis in the life of judah when a huge force is coming to attack them, he, as a wise king, calls the whole, brings the whole nation together, men, women, and children, and he leads them in prayer, humbling themselves as a nation, mm. and God answers their prayer. God deliver, Not only does he deliver them, they don't even have to fight in the battle. God fights for them, wow. defeats yeah. the enemy, <laughs> and they mm. go out and collect the spoils. Well, that's great leadership mm. because they, he was leading the mm. nation in prayer. Hey, a couple other things I want to mention before we get to the mm-hmm. end. And, we're, and uh, Cedra, our producer, she's going to make sure that these are included in the talk show notes and also make sure they're included on the Facebook post. Mm-hmm. But pray.afa.net, mm. pray.afa.net is a website where Brian Fisher and others have uh, coordinated to pray the scriptures back to God. Mm. And so they take the scriptures and they pray it back and in places and where they can insert yourself or your country or your family or a family member or a situation, they leave that for you to insert mm-hmm. as well as well as a place that you can pray for your elected officials. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that website is Paul's to pray. It's the presidential prayer team dot org presidential prayer team dot org. You can pray for your elected officials in all fronts, from yeah. the president all the way mm-hmm. down to the That's smallest good. elected officials. So That's good. Thank you, Cedra. Yeah. Well, it, I, I think that's great. I think it's a great reminder that um, prayer can affect far more than just your personal life. It can really affect, you, you know, generations from you. It can affect um, the people around you. It can affect people who don't even know your name. Um, and we really need to take advantage of this um it is a gift it is something we don't deserve this avenue to the throne of god um but we've have that right because uh christ died for it so um let's continue to do that and as always let me encourage you to share truth and apply scripture we'll see you next week